Welcome everyone to episode four of Things That Move Me, the podcast about inspiration. My name is Ali Khan, and as always, I'll be your host and your guide on this adventure. Every week on the show, we take a detailed look at inspiration, the moments that move us and why they do so. Inspiration can come in many forms, film, books, history, music, television, the list goes on and on and on and on. We'll be looking at every one of these forms and many more. Just want to take a quick second to say thank you to all of the listeners of Things That Move Me. Our listenership now spans 15 countries and counting. So if you're enjoying the show, please don't hesitate to hit the follow button on whatever podcast platform you listen to. This week's episode is about the epic historical drama film Braveheart. Directed by, produced by, and starring Mel Gibson. It's going to be an interesting journey today, and I'm looking forward to telling you all about why this fantastic movie inspired me. But for now, sit back, relax, and join us on this exploration of inspiration. Very special day indeed for the Things That Move Me podcast. I'm your host, Ali Khan. And it'll be a very interesting exploration of inspiration today because we're going to be looking at a film that holds a special place in my heart and has indeed for a very long time. That is Braveheart. So let's dive straight in, shall we? Braveheart is a 1995 American epic historical drama film directed by and produced by uh, and starring uh, Mel Gibson. Gibson portrays Sir William Wallace, a late 13th century Scottish warrior who led the Scots in the first war of Scottish independence against King Edward I of England. The film also stars Sophie Marceau. Marco? Marceau. Marceau. Patrick McGuhan and Catherine McCormack. The story is inspired by Blind Harry's 15th century epic poem, the actus and deedus of the illustra and valiant campion Sher William Wallace and was adapted for the screen by Randall Wallace. A couple of quick stats about the movie before we dive into why it inspired me. Uh, number one, the budget of the film was between 65, 65 and 70 million dollars and it had a box office of worldwide of 213.2 million it won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Cinematography, Best Makeup and Best Sound Effects Editing at the Oscars. Let's dive straight into why it inspired me. I think the first thing that I want to touch on as a general idea was that I was fascinated by the beauty of this film, the imagery and indeed the music of it, as well as its commentary on core concepts such as masculinity, contentment, and leadership. So let's look at each of those in turn. Let's look first at the beauty of this film. I think the true kind of beauty of this movie is, is its celebration of nature, 
in a very organic fashion. And I think this is a real celebration as a film of the positive consequences of letting the natural beauty of nature shine through, unfettered um, from a cinematography perspective. Because the music and cinematography, I think, are two of the, the, the more standout elements of this film. But it's interesting because I think that the nature... The, the music and the cinematography of this movie stand as a kind of a platform for celebration of the true main event uh, of this movie, which is the sort of fierceness of uh, the Scottish countryside that was sort of captured throughout the course of this movie. So the music and the cinematography serve as real platforms to to kind of highlight the beauty of the of and the magic of the countryside of of Scotland and I think as an Irish person I really relate to this concept because you know there's a real sort of magnificence and nobility and a regal quality to the nature uh, and the countryside of of Ireland uh, as well as Scotland and I think oftentimes when we as a, a when we as artists step out of the way and allow that to shine through and and simply serve as sort of uh, vessels um, and conduits uh, for platforming this beauty it really really uh, comes to the fore because there's a grandness to it right there's a nobility that's inherent in the land a magic that infuses with the people and brings out in many ways um, the best of them and I think the other aspect of this movie that is truly fantastic and truly awe-inspiring is the the way that the film deals with the concept of leadership now i remember going to a a, a talk a number of years ago by former irish rugby captain uh, paul o'connell and he had a great concept of leadership where he said that leadership begins with the leadership of self and I think if you combine that with the idea that's discussed in this movie and, and examined in this movie, that of the sort of warrior poet, you really come to understand a fantastic concept of leadership that I think is very relevant in the modern era. And I think if we start with this idea of sort of leadership beginning with leadership of self, I think in many ways there's sort of nothing new here, right? There's this idea of sort of, um, you know, taking personal responsibility um, you know, guiding yourself and self-actualizing as an individual uh, before you can sort of go out and induce that in others or induce that in society or, or make your print. But I think also there's a concept of being, say, like a warrior poet, and that is sort of being the kind of classical um, scholar statesman or stateswoman. And I think you know, that's something I, I, I sort of examined in the podcast I did on uh, Daniel O'Connell um, uh, a while back. And, you know, it's this idea of like developing your intellect, developing your emotional intelligence, developing your perspective, taking the time in a world that's constantly trying to rush you and speed you along to slow down and to actually, you know, balance internal focus with external focus and really try to develop yourself as a leader and as a warrior poet. And I think there's something magnificent in that, right? I think there's something really powerful in that. And there's really, there's deep strength in that idea of sort of forging that solidity within yourself and then sort of stepping into the world with that in tow. Um, I think the other aspect that's really interesting about this movie is the idea of courage, right? The courage to be yourself, stay true to your ideals no matter what. 
And, you know, that's very evident in the way um, William Wallace conducts himself throughout the course of this movie. And it's something that, you know, Mel Gibson really highlights both through his portrayal of the character, but also as a director that sort of here is a person who is resolute in the idea of delivering freedom for the Scottish people and he will not be deterred. But then also, I think what's really interesting is you have an individual who has the courage to be kind and to be sincere. And, you know, those of you who know me, uh, pretty well will know that you know one of the more uh, in one of the most inspirational figures in my life uh, was my uh, cricket coach who has now um, who has passed uh, he passed a couple of years ago and you know he was one of the more uh, important figures uh, in my life and you know one of the major strengths that uh, his name was Dermot Gilton and um we used to call him uh, Galt. Um, and the thing about him that was really interesting uh, and very special uh, of the many things, one of the core things that I think really set him apart is that he had the courage to be kind and to be sincere. And I think that, in particularly in the modern context, requires a significant amount of courage and determination. When you're faced with so much negativity in the world and so much cynicism, you know, there's a lot of positivity, optimism and sort of hope in the world as well. Of course there is. And I would argue that there's far more of that than there is of the negativity and the negative cynicism. But I think to have the courage to be kind at all times and to maintain your sincerity in the way you conduct yourselves throughout the course of life requires a significant amount of uh, valor, uh, honor, um, nobility and bravery. And I think that's something that you see in the character portrayal of William Wallace in this film. Um, and I think it's something that stands the test of time. Because you see an individual who isn't you know, egoic, isn't hungry for power. He's striving for a higher ideal around the concept of liberty and delivering liberty for his people, not just currently, but in future generations to come. But, you know... He's an individual who would be just as happy to, you know, live the quiet life and be a farmer and, and sort of raise a family uh, uh, and uh, sort of be, you know, have a family and to sort of, you know, raise children and to, and to be a, a loving companion and partner um, to his wife. And I think the sort of the individual who is sort of secure in of themselves, self-actualized and feels like he or she has nothing to prove. Um, I think there's something really special about that. And I think if you have the courage to be sincere and to be kind in this world, it really is a, a harbinger of a lot of other positive things that are going that are going on within you as an individual. And it's worth examining. The other thing that I think is very interesting um about this movie and it's tied into to what I just spoke about is the kind of healthy portrayal of masculinity that's that sort of uh, put forward uh, in this film both in the portrayal of William Wallace by Mel Gibson and also in his directing of this movie uh, because it isn't just William Wallace who has this healthy portrayal of, of masculinity in many ways there are other aspects of it um, as well there's elements of that in in the character of Seamus there's elements of that in the character of um, Angus as well and I think it's very interesting 
uh, of sorry of of this character there's elements of that as well in Hamish also and so it's it's quite a fascinating portrayal right because it it sort of takes masculinity and tries in a sense to sort of detoxify it right I mean to try and you know I think masculinity is a really interesting concept because there's there's you know there's a healthy masculinity and there's a toxic masculinity but I think that's true of anything right I mean there's a healthy femininity and and I think a toxic femininity as well and I think you could you could sort of we live in an era where people sort of confuse and I think conflate masculinity with toxic masculinity and I think you know it's important that as a society we sort of take what is gen what is in and of itself a very healthy concept that is masculinity and we sort of you know put forward healthy versions of that and try and reinforce that side of it um while also deterring toxic elements of it right so I think if you look at something like this film, what it really puts forward in a very healthy way is this idea of sort of, you know, masculinity being associated with kindness, tenderness, vulnerability, a desire for peace, very no need to prove oneself, um, a, a concept of loyalty and being true of intention and sincere. There is a strength to the masculinity that's put forward in this movie. There is a sort of a assertiveness for sure, but it's without ego, right? It, it's, it's, it's in a concept of like you know, uh, in a concept of strength, uh, it's in a concept of uh, health, it's in a concept, it's it's wrapped also in the, the nuanced complexity of kindness, tenderness, vulnerability, etc. And I think that's what's really interesting about the, the examination of it here, is that I think like many other concept concepts, masculinity is a multi-layered, um, has multi multiple layers, right? I mean, I think you know, it, it, there's there's kindness to it. There's vulnerability. There's romanticness. There's uh, ro- there's romance in it. There's there's intimacy. There's uh, vulnerability to it. There's a kindness to it. Um, there's a sort of a tenderness to it. And um, there's also strength in masculinity. There's you know a healthy dose of ego in it. Um, I think there is. Um, assertiveness in it as well but it's a it's, it's a multi-layered concept right and I think that understanding the nuance of that and embracing it in the round is very very important and I think that's a lesson not just for the concept of masculinity but the, but I think the, for, for, for political discourse for example for societal discourse for discourse about ideas in general I think understanding the concepts and ideas of of anything but in the round is very important because things are very rarely black and white they're usually multiple they usually have multiple layers to them and multiple dimensions and i think as a society the, the sooner we embrace that the better now to end today's podcast with a takeaway for the day um i think that the core takeaway for the day that i want to talk about is the idea of contentment in that it comes from within and from the simple things It's something to be fostered through intellectual development, passion and an appreciation for what is real. I think self-actualization, it's important that that is begun, that you begin that process within the self, because only when you are self-actualized yourself and in a place of contentment, can you induce self-actualization in others and encourage contentment in them also. Self-actualization isn't selfish. Um, it does involve an outward-looking perspective as well as an inward-looking one. 
But when you do self-actualize, you can then become a positive force to engender self-actualization and indeed contentment in other people. <laughs>